Amen. It's a powerful song, right? Your name, your name is victory. All praise will rise to, to Christ our King. By your spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. And we can all say amen to that. And if you are, if you are a, a, a Christian, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus, that he is the son of the living God and that God raised him from the dead, then we actually believe what those lyrics talk about. Because here's the deal, Jesus walked out of that tomb. He was put in that tomb a dead man, but he walked out of that tomb. And so you know what, you know what I believe? That whatever happens to me after I'm done, cremation, funeral, whatever, bury me, at some point I'm walking out. At some point, I'm walking out because I believe in the scriptures, and I believe Jesus walked out. God robbed that grave, and Jesus walked out. He is the author and the perfecter and the pioneer of our faith. He went before us. He's showing us the way. He's showing us that death cannot hold us down forever, and that is a core, core element of the Christian faith, that we must believe that in that resurrection power. The resurrection is real. The resurrected king is resurrecting you and me. And, but here's the deal. Life isn't always filled with victories every day. I mean, isn't that true? And yes, Jesus is the pioneer of our faith. And we do, we do need to heed what the writer of Hebrews told us, aren't we? He said, we must get rid of every weight and the sin that clings closely and run with endurance the race set out for us, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set out for him, he endured the cross, he disregarded its shame, and he's taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Think of him who endured such opposition against himself by sinners so that you may not grow weary in your souls and give up. You ever wanted to give up? Because here we, we, Sunday morning, we can sing about resurrection and victory and in your name is victory, right? We come together and it's powerful. We need these moments, guys. We need these Sunday mornings that can help us singing songs and reminding us of what we believe. But then on Tuesday at like 3 o'clock, it's hard sometimes. Because every day is not just flat victory. Every day doesn't just feel like victory, right? And, and I, I appreciate this passage because it's hard, man. Sometimes I, even I, I want it. Sometimes I just go, what is going on? in this world, right? What is the, I, I read a number this week, 307. Somebody's saying, yep, yep. Now I had never personally, that number didn't really resonate with me. But this week I read an article and it had the number 307. In it. And it stopped me in my tracks. And honestly, it, it was a moment of, of what am I gonna do with my faith right now? 307 mass shootings 
in our country in 2018. I, and it's defined, a mass shooting is defined as four people uh, killed in one kind of situation. And, I'm, and you don't have to be a math wizard, that's almost one a day. Because we're, well, we, you know, we're almost at the end of the year, but you know, how do you process that? And guys, please don't start getting all political on me right now. Oh my goodness, every time somebody mentions something, you just wanna jump to some politics. I'm not, please grant me that, okay? I'm not sitting up here stump speeching for anybody, for crying out loud. Let's just, let's just, it's, it's, we live in this country, this is happening. <laughs> and we're trying to sing about victory in Jesus. And you, get, you have literally people saying, I don't want your prayers. I don't want your thoughts and prayers. I want, a, I want this stuff to stop. That's literally what's, I, I was confronted with that. And it, and it, it discouraged me that, that there are those in this country that just feel like prayers, whatever. It's pointless. It's pointless to pray. Because things like this keep happening. I mean, do you ever feel like our faith is under attack or, or that it's just, what are we doing this for? And guys, we could talk about sex trafficking. I mean, there's a lot of topics that I could just throw out there, throw out a bunch of statistics about what's happening right now in our world. And it's, it's discouraging. And, um, and I know we, we have a, a national tendency to always talk about how exceptional the United States is, right? Like we, we like lean toward, yeah, but we're awesome, you know? And, and I think sometimes we just got to own what's happening in our midst and own it. And uh, I, I, I read this quote, and it resonated with me. And the author of the book, his name's Daniel Hill, he said, while I can appreciate the importance of praise and celebration... I also see the damage that flows from an insufficient emphasis on lamenting. Suffering, tragedy, oppression, and pain are everyday realities for most of the Earth's citizens. And an inability to cry out and grasp for the presence of God in the midst of that suffering is a recipe for hollow spirituality. And it really stopped me a little bit and made me kind of really think about things. And I, I do think we've got to learn that spiritual, we, we, we are in a long line of, of people who have wrestled with the cultures that they live in with their own faith in God. And it's not always victory, happy, happy, happy. And there are many moments in scripture where you find people literally lamenting, crying out to God, literally even asking, read Psalm 10, where are you, God? How long are you gonna let this go on? I think that's a great place for us to learn how to go to emotionally with God. 
is to learn how to lament what's going on in our world and not be afraid of it or to consider that some sign of weakness. I've been trying, and I've shared this with you, I've been really focusing in in my own walk with God, and I I really want to be effective in this world. I want to have an impact in this world. And and I've shared with you, sometimes I feel like I've focused more on what I'm doing instead of, you know, who I'm becoming, right? And I think being with God needs to, to, to fuel what I do. And I've been trying to learn how to, how, to, how to be better at that. Just work, just spend time in, in meaningful quiet and solitude with God and really letting the scriptures get into my heart. And I want to encourage all of you that when you see the craziness going on in this world, is to not lose, lose faith or, or get weary and, and want to give up. And don't go to that place where, you know what? Faith doesn't matter. This stuff's still going to happen. I think we've got to realize that suffering, pain, tragedy, it isn't something that can be fixed. It's really a condition to be mourned in the world we live in. And, and, and you know what we need to do with that? We need to take that mourning heart to God and cry out to him and, and find his presence in the midst of it all. Jesus is the pioneer of our faith And I believe if there's one person that had to live with a lot of suffering, it was Jesus. He he lived around a lot of suffering. Corrupt government, check. Jesus had to deal with that. Corrupt religious leaders, check. Jesus had to deal with that. Betraying friends, betraying you, check. Jesus had to deal with that. Uh, Attitudes against foreigners and women and all that, check. Jesus had to deal with that. Jesus dealt with all that in his life. And notice that he didn't just snap his fingers and and pray one prayer. God, fix all this, and and it happened. That's not what happened. So that wasn't Jesus's, and he was the pioneer of our faith. We need to follow him. He couldn't just fix with his prayer every single problem in his society. And nor really honestly can we. But here's here's what we can do. I, I do think we can learn how to lament what is happening in this world and to ask God to help us. And I want to, I want to look at a perfect example of this. And it's in Nehemiah. And, and the thing about Nehemiah, again, did Nehemiah do a lot? He did. He did a lot. He accomplished a lot. He was a doer. And we love that. That's one of our favorite things in America. We love the doers, right? But notice what fueled his doing. In Nehemiah 1, you know, after they, in verse 3, they said to me, the remnant that remains from the exile there in the province are experiencing considerable adversity and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem lies breached and its gates have been burned down. Verse 4, when I heard these things, I sat down abruptly crying and mourning for several days. I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Then I said, please, O Lord God of heaven, great and awesome God who keeps his loving covenant with those who love him and obey his commandments. May your ear be attentive and your eyes be open to hear the prayer of your servant that I am praying to you today throughout both day and night on behalf of your servants 
the Israelites. I am confessing the sins of the Israelites that we have committed against you. Both I myself and my family have sinned. We have behaved corruptly against you, not obeying the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments that you commanded your servant, Moses. I want to stop there. You know what I appreciate about this prayer? You know that Nehemiah just took ownership of what he, he felt like, you know what, I'm complicit in this stuff too. You know, I don't go around shooting people, but here's the deal. I'm complicit in the sin of this world some way, somehow, some way. I, I'm a sinner, and you are too, right? And, and we are complicit in the problems of this world. And I think it, it's good for us to sometimes just pray to God, God, this world is messed up, and I pray for this world. And we have turned away from you, Father. And that's the problem. But here's the deal. We, I'm complicit too. When I yell at my kids and when I'm not patient with my wife, I'm a sinner. And I'm complicit too. And I contribute to the sinfulness of this world. But I am not, ki- I am not going to feel as though I have no hope. My hope is in you. Good, good lamenting, you know what it does? It owns where we are, but it doesn't lose hope because it puts the hope and the focus on who God is. Here's our problem, in my opinion, take it or leave it. We put our hope in the wrong places. We put so much passion into whether or not we can get one person or one party into some power to pass some law that's going to fix everything. Like, seriously? But honestly, the, the passion that we bring to the political arena and all other arenas is the passion we should be taking to God. And lamenting, you know what good lamenting does? When we really do it right, we're humble, we acknowledge who we are, but we know that God is the one who can change things in his time how he wants to. But here's the deal. We don't, we don't need to lose heart. We don't have to be filled with shame self-hate we don't have to go there we just acknowledge who we are but we put our hope in God and nowhere else it reminds us of the human limitations to change this world no human effort is going to change this world it's only God and may we cry out to him and may we learn how to do that and praise God that he sent Jesus because he pioneered for us the way to go reliance on him and one day a new heaven and a new earth and let's pray father we come to you this morning humble father there are problems galore in this world people being killed all over the world for no reason at all and it hurts us we mourn it We cry out to you in the midst of all of this pain and suffering. We cry out in our inability to change the tragedies that we see. But Father, this is your world. You created it. And you will ultimately redeem this sin-filled world. We have all contributed to it. But Father, thank you for rescuing us by sending Jesus the author, the perfecter, and the pioneer of our faith. He is seated at your right hand. And one day we will be with you where there will be no more tragedies. 
But until then, Father, help us not to lose faith and help us not to put our faith in other institutions, thinking that they will ultimately make things better for everyone. Father, we leave that up to you. We don't always understand, but we rely on you. And we thank you for Jesus. And as we take the bread and the fruit of the vine that represents his body and blood, we proclaim that the only answers to change this world are found through him. Amen.